Welcome to Tigers Untapped, a Bluff City Media podcast. Stepping up to the microphones are your hosts, Trey Lasley and TJ Willis. Pull up your chair, grab your favorite brew, and enjoy the conversation. Now, let's get to the show. What is up? Welcome back to Tigers Untapped, episode 33, brought to you by Hoop City Basketball Club. We got basketball camps all summer long for boys and girls ages 5 to 14. Their next camp is July 31st through August 3rd at Independent Prez. You're going to have skills, drills, contests, games, expert instruction, reversible jersey, a camp certificate you'll get. You go to bluffcitymedia.co slash hoopcity. You get $95 off your registration fee. So go uh, go sign up. And shout out to Hoop City. I think their 17 and under team uh, made the final four at uh, the Adidas uh, tournament hmm. this weekend. So shout out to them. Yeah. Got a good little club going on over there. Uh, Teej, we're back after a short hiatus. A little small hiatus. How, uh, how was your 4th of July celebration? It was good, man. I, uh, I didn't do too much. Kept it pretty chill and low-key. Hung out with the family and ate some cake at your daughter's birthday. Does that count? That I think it counts. That cake was delicious, by the way. Those, Costco Bakery knows how to make a cake. That is, they're. Uh, I don't know if, if you guys have gone to Costco and gotten a cake from them, but their uh, request process is very old school. It is literally a shoebox cut out, and you <laughs> fill out a piece of paper and put it in there. There's nobody there. It is just a box. You put a piece of paper in, and you trust the process, and your cake is ready when you need it ready. Hey. I'm not questioning. It seems to work because that cake was delicious. Oh, it was great. Was it like a banana cream at the bottom? What was that? I don't know exactly the flavor. It was just a white cake. What was our We checked the white cake box. Okay. And, uh, they don't have a whole lot of variety of options. You got chocolate or white and then a couple design options. And you can put some, uh, a phrase, if, sure. you, if you will, with Joe's happy birthday. But uh, Wise. Teach, tell the the folks that we got a new <laughs> we got a new brewery tonight. Yeah, we had a Hook Point. What are we sipping on? This is a Flat Hat by Hook Point Brewing. So I think this is actually from Collierville, technically, but they have a tap room in East Memphis, oh, and that's wow, where I got yeah. these. The oh. Ready Room at Brookhaven. Go try oh, it out. Oh, Collierville! Cool wow, never heard of Hook Point. Glad to, glad to have you introduce me to this one, T. Smaller local. Here's what's important. This is 97 calories for a pint. That is light. That's pretty good. You don't, you don't normally get that at the pint. That is light. So if you, you folks out there watching your carbs, under two carbs right here. Wow. 97 calories, but 4.9%. Yeah, I mean. Okay. Trey. What are we talking about? It's been like six weeks since we've recorded. I don't even know where to start. Well, the day after we last recorded, we got a big announcement. Yes, we did. Well, Jordan Brown has committed to the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, a piece you wanted, a piece you needed. Hopefully he gets uh, gets graduated, is eligible. But, uh, I mean, you're talking about a former McDonald's All-American. He's played four years of college basketball. Yep. I've talked about start out in Nevada. He's a Pac-12 six-man of the year after transferring to Arizona. Uh, He's been all Sun Belt the last two years. And then this past year, he was the Lou Henson Award winner 
which is given to the country's best mid-major player. I feel it's like a made-up award for just him specifically last year. Well, I've if, never heard of that. Well, we're we're not mid-major, so I don't know why you would keep up with it. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, no, huge. But an impressive resume nonetheless. Yeah, I think that's a huge grab. I, I some would even argue it's probably the literally largest. Literally a huge grab. It's 6'11", right? 6'11", 235, yeah. Yeah, I, I just, this late in the game, you don't expect to grab a player of his caliber. Um, and maybe Penny could be on to something here by waiting so long. Like, let everyone rush in and fill up their rosters early on. Was this intentional? No, it probably wasn't. But will it be going forward? I, there's an argument to be had. Is there a strategy behind this and waiting? I mean, it, there, I feel like there's an argument to be had. If you go in and start just filling up your roster super early in, what, May? I think that's when the deadline was, end of May, right? Yeah. You fill up your roster, you don't even have a spot for Jordan. So now you got to tell someone else to leave. And maybe not even just from a pure spot standpoint but in the nil game yeah we talk about if we had if we'd bumped up and given bradley what he was potentially asking for like do you have enough left to get somebody like jordan brown or potentially javon quinterly who's still we're still waiting we'll, we'll touch on that if you're listening we know that you are we are waiting still javon but yeah i mean I, that I, plays a part of it as well i, mean, I definitely think it plays a because part now you're i mean you're at a point where not only do other teams have roster spots full, but if they do have something open, a lot of their NIL might be eaten up at this point. Yeah, and, and for a while there, I know a lot of people were hammering that we needed a, a point guard. But to me, it, it kind of always felt like center was the real position of need, right? Because you didn't know if Malcolm was coming back. DeAndre has been in this limbo of eligible, not eligible for that last year. Right. Um, you have some guys who can play center at the time like obviously Chandler was on the roster he's been on the roster um, we thought he was going to be back so you had him so there was some like a safety net there um, Nick Jordan can play some five for you if you need him to so you had some guys but no one that was really just like just that guy right, right. this is that guy I mean he is this is this is your day one starter I mean 30 minutes a night was it Rothstein that said David Jones could be the conference player of the year? Timothy, he said a potential candidate. Whatever. For conference player of the year, yes. He did have a very similar tweet around Jordan Had Brown. Had he said it with Jordan Brown, I'd be like, that You'd makes perfect sense. Yes. Okay, I was going to bring that up because he did, Rothstein did have a similar tweet. He did not say a player of the year candidate. He just said an all AAC potential player. I think that's a guarantee. Which... Assuming he comes and he's healthy, I don't see. Play. Yeah, I don't see how he wouldn't be if he's on the roster and plays. He, I mean, you're will, talking about a guy who's he's won awards in every conference he's been in. Yeah, two time All Sun Belt, two time Pac-12 player, yeah, or six man of the year, whatever it was. Like, yeah, that's a first team All American yeah, or gonna, first team All AAC. I would love for him to be a first <laughs> team All American. Who's the last All American? CDR. I mean, yeah, CDR. Right? Consensus All-American for basketball? Yeah, I think that's right. If we're talking all sports. No, no, no. no, Okay. It was what? Henderson? Mm. We had a couple there right in a row. I mean, Anthony was one. Anthony is the only one I can think of. I don't think Henderson got it. I thought Henderson was one. 
Maybe he wasn't consensus, but he was named. Anthony was definitely an All-American. I mean, if we want to talk about just All-American, like Seth was the last one as a freshman All-American. The freshman. Does that count? It probably doesn't. Oh, oh well, no. Before him was Tosh. He was freshman All-American, too. He was. That he was. But I would love nothing more than Jordan Brown to come in and be uh, not only All-AAC, but an All-American. I mean, you put up. And if he puts up 20 and 10. Yeah, exactly. You put up 20 and 10. And we yeah. make a run. He very well could be. So, assuming he graduates, he's here, he's going to be eligible. You know, that always that always kind of worries me a little bit with the eligibility issues. We're still kind of on the fence if he's going to make it. We're going to assume he makes it, right? He's on the roster. You have, give me your five, just as of today, assuming everyone we have comes. Are you counting Quinterly and DeAndre or what we have right now? No, don't count those guys yet. You're five with what we currently have. I got to go Caleb. Mm-mm. I'm going to Caleb and Jordan. David Leonard and Jordan. It's probably something like that, yeah. Caleb at the one, Jones or Leonard, two, three, Jordan, four, and Brown at the five. How many of those would be a preseason all AAC, like first teamer? I think Caleb Mills could be one and Jordan Brown could be one. I think that's I right. mean, and if you if you go by what Rothstein says, then David Jones could be one. Did we have any preseason was and then if you believe the hype, which there's a lot of hype around TFL Leonard. That's, I mean, that seems very ambitious, but it does say three of them. The best possibility <laughs> is four of the five. All right. So, where I was going with that is, but I, I mean, if you let me include DeAndre and Quinterly, then I would say that your starting five is probably all, all AAC. I don't well, know how they wouldn't be. That's what I was going to say. So, you're telling me two make sense now, and we potentially get DeAndre back. Like, uh, hey, I mean, there's no way that's written in sharp etched in stone. <laughs> My point was, if you get them back, like, does this sound insane that you could have potentially Caleb Mills, potentially Jordan Brown, DeAndre Williams, that three? Has, I don't think is, it's insane. I think it's just the reality of this roster that's going to be put together top to bottom. I mean, if it works out how we think it should, is Penny's best roster he's had? Oh, yeah, I think so. Because I, I, and and I don't mean this in like a bad way, but like last year was Katie, DeAndre, and so some dudes, top, so top heavy. It was just some dudes, so top heavy, right? I mean, like, I mean, you had you had you say just some dudes. You had guys that played their role and played it well. Correct, but we didn't. No one knew who Keontae Kennedy was, right? You had to look into him. And then sure. even then you look at him, you're like, was he shooting like 30% from three? Like, yeah. what's this guy going to do? Um, uh, going blank on his name, the guy who is currently with McCadden. Philadelphia. Elijah McCadden. Elijah McCadden. He was like six man of some nobody. You're like, who is this guy? He comes here and he's an elite cutter. <laughs> I mean, dude just found lanes to the basket left and right. So, like, it, it was essentially Katie 
DeAndre, who I think they were both preseason on all AAC. Yeah. And then just some guys in, like, the nicest way possible. Like, I mean, that's kind of what we were working with. Yeah. And then now you have names that are pretty recognizable. I mean, I'd say Jordan's probably not that recognizable. We're familiar with him because he played at Temple. Right. But still, he's uh, he checks your boxes. I mean, he is what Elijah McCadden turned out to be, essentially. Like, guys that are just going to do their job, show up, and, you know, bring their lunch pail to work kind of guy. Which and is what you need. Is what you need. And, and you're telling me we could potentially have Jalen Duran or not Jalen Duran. That'd be great. Could Can we, we make that happen? Wow. Having, uh, I was thinking about preseason summer league, there, summer league stuff. Yeah. Um, having Jordan Brown, DeAndre Williams, the two of them together. How do you stop that? Who else? I don't know that you can. Who in the AAC has bigs like that? Who in the country has two bigs <laughs> like that? Well, I'm sure somebody does. We're just not thinking of it. I'm no, sure but someone in the Big Ten has two gigantic bigs that can. Bang. I don't know. I mean, does Zach Eddie count as two? He as is big the as size he is. Is he the, is he the same as DeAndre and Jordan? If they clone themselves together as one? No, but that is absurd. If you it, they wore a trench coat and DeAndre was on Jordan's shoulder, you know that whole scene. Yeah, it's like in uh, Little Rascals. Yeah. I think that's what that was. Uh, no, but the sky's the limit. That's that's absurd. That's the best roster Penny has ever had. I would honestly put that roster as probably one of the better rosters Memphis has had in yeah. a good while, right? Yeah. I, I'm i not going to say back to 2008, but, but like, it feels like it. It's go- I mean, <laughs> it's going back a while. I mean, you said that, and I'm trying to think. I'm like, the Tyreek roster was good, but... It's, I mean, it's there. It's back. I, I'm trying to think back on paper, like Shaq, between Shaq and Austin and the four Kings year. Yeah. But it kind of gets, bleh. yeah, but you know what they did. So it didn't count. Yeah. Or that's what the they problem. didn't do, I guess. Is that the way we should probably worry about? Yeah. Anyway, it's been a while. Yeah. 10 plus years. Easily. Yeah. Since easy. you've constructed. And that's, again, there are still a couple pieces that need to fall into place. You know, we've been hearing the last week or so about Quinterly. We've Mm -hmm. been the leader in the clubhouse. Nothing's come out. Sure. He took a visit. It was reported he visited last week. I think it was like Thursday. Yeah. You see that. At least I see that report come out, and it's like, okay, locked up. He's on the visit. We're getting a commitment in the next 24 or 48 hours. That time has come and gone. We are now Monday, which is four days after he visited. Still nothing. nothing. Are you worried? I mean. What's he doing? He's shopping around? So it's tough, right? Is this a situation? Because it, hear me out when I say this. An Alabama guard visits Memphis. I know where you're going. Everyone thinks it's done. We're it's the leader mi- in the clubhouse. Yep. New Alabama point guard transferring to Memphis. You're you're the front man for it. And then things go quiet and it gets kind of weird. It just feels like we're getting Bradley. And I'm not saying it's the same situation. I think we know how the Jalen Bradley thing played out now. But that's kind of what it feels like, right? I I don't think it's it's far fetched for me to 
take those two things and say, hey, this this guy who's a point guard from Alabama and this guy who is a point guard from Alabama both visit Memphis, and then after they visit, it goes kind of quiet. Yeah, I mean, after I, you're supposed to be the front man for them. I don't think it's wild to think that Quinterly is out there trying to see how much he could get from sure. anybody. Sure. I, I think I'll say this. In Hitman, in Hitman, I trust. If you haven't, uh, you should sign up for Bluff City Media's subscription. You get a, a link to the Discord, mm-hmm. uh, which is our message board without being a message board. It's a group chat, which is pretty active all day long. Definitely all day long. It's uh, more like, I'd say it's new age message board. I guess. I like it better. I definitely like it better. Um, but nuggets being dropped in there. If you want to know the true latest up, up on Quinterly, yeah. hop in that Discord. You just, sure. TJ and Trey is a promo code. You get 10% off. Um, as we talk about that, TJ, on three, and I know people are like, oh, they're NIL valuation, yeah. but just for S's and G's, shits and gigs, he's listed at 280K as his NIL value. Hmm. What would you pay Quinterly? What is he worth? I mean, what's too much for one year of service? That's a good question because I think he rounds out this team dramatically. So do I. Uh, And it's not to say that Mills can't be a point guard in your ball-dominant guy. I just think having one more guard, and we talked about this a couple episodes ago, I think they need one more guard. I think Quinterly at the one and Mills at the two is exactly what you're looking for. I mean, the two of them playing together. We're talking funny money. It's not my money, so I don't care. Right. Monopoly money. Anything over 400 seems absurd. A lot. Like, at this point, like, if you're in the NIL game in Memphis and, like, you've got some cash lying around, like, this is the guy who's going to put this team over the top. Like, I'll say 400 is, is... a lot of doll hairs. That's but worth probably, it. Worth it for a year. I mean, I don't know if anyone I ever really hard, gets their I guess ROI on. I guess NIL. it's hard to say if you don't have like a guaranteed final four or something. Like yeah. That. But no, I mean, I, I, my assumption would be that you've got, obviously given the DeAndre situation, you know, I don't think he's coming back for nothing. Right. So I, I don't know exactly how much is there, but friendship dollars. I think, I think you give Quinterly a good bag. Yeah. Probably more than you would have given Bradley. At least I would. Oh, yeah. Much I think more he's more proven. proven. Four yeah. solid years. I mean, I know he, he tore his ACL, what, two years ago, yeah. and he's coming. But, like, hindsight, if we got Quinterly, I would be glad we didn't give Bradley a, <laughs> a larger NIL deal and get him and then miss out on Quinterly later. I think it. It may have been Kenny and them, Kenny and Christian talking about this with, let's assume you get Quinterly, DeAndre, Jordan Brown, like the number of games played between those dudes is is absurd. Yeah. I mean, with them, I mean, it's been thrown out there. The average age of the team would be like just over 24 years old. Which is older than the Grizzlies' average <laughs> age, isn't it? Like, yeah. Speaking of which, have, can you guys see TJ's? What's wrong with it, Microsoft dude? Paint T-shirt that he created? 
It's beautiful. If you don't, if you don't know NBA paint, I mean, this is that looks exact. I'm not even. Ju- I think I may that may be out of my files. I <laughs> that is a grizzly that I drew when I was 11 or 12. Look, it's it's aggressive. It's scary. There's a basketball that's been bitten, but is still inflated. No, it's flattened out. You just can't see it. It's 2D. Gotcha. But this is where it's at. NBA paint. Go support them. They're on Twitter. They make fun videos. That's fun. Kenneth, was that was that y'all? You and Christian talking about that? Yeah, we went through the starting five. Um, the projected starting five, if all if everybody comes together like we think they might, um, I think it's twenty five or twenty six years of college experience in the starting five. And I think he, Penny is starting to pick up on that now or last year, probably oh, more he, than it ever. It was definitely last year in the whole don't ask me dumb effing question yeah i think he was like i need more experienced players i, I mean that's I just across the board in collegiate basketball now but then you've got people like did you see what calipari said about it all mm-hmm. that it's like dangerous to have 26 year olds playing against 19, 18 19 year old freshmen that made me so mad it's like dude you don't care when those 18 19 year old freshmen go to the nba and play against 30 year old like yeah what's it matter? what are we talking about i mean that had to have been a direct shot at DeAndre, it was a hundred. Yeah, I don't see how else it was. And I don't. Nationally, people are still complaining about DeAndre getting another year. And it's like, what does it matter if he didn't start college on time? Why should he be treated any differently than a kid that started at eighteen and plays five years of basketball? Yeah, what does it? Are people age matter? Are people boycotting anyone that goes on a mission from BYU? No, they don't say anything about. Yeah, I've never heard anyone say that guy was on a mission. He's 24 sorry no one's complaining about austin ani that's true but he's he's 30 years old playing quarterback in college i agree with you i mean i guess stenson bending got a little bit of talk about it but i don't feel like it was to the extent that deandre like i mean some of these national media guys are like protesting that he should be able to ever play basketball again yeah it's ridiculous this i i said this in the discord we had a whole discussion about this and i i just think deandre williams the, the critique that he gets from national media, from anybody that's not in Memphis that doesn't know his story, his story deserves to be celebrated and told. Like, it needs to be told because this guy is the ultimate example of somebody who did not allow other people's malfeasance, if you will, get in the way of his dreams, right? Like, he was treated terribly. He was misled. He was misguided. And he basically, he could have given up and nobody would have ever said another word to him about it. He could have stopped playing and been like, man, it just is what it is. Yeah. But he fought back. He and went to night school, worked, right. went to night school, got his degree, and now has eligibility. And that's all all prior to what's even happened recently with him too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you're talking about a guy who is prepping to try to play professionally and then has a tragedy in his family and doesn't get, you know, to train and do everything that he wants to do to be able to try to play professionally either. Like, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a different situation. And I don't understand why people, who cares if he's going to be 27 years old. Yeah. I don't, it's a weird situation. It's not something that is common. It's not something that's, that should become common if anyone just does their job correctly, right? I mean, like, he kind of has a weird situation, but, I mean, how many other 27-year-olds? Is he 27? He will be will by the be. time the season. Yeah, like, out. how many of that? How many of those are out there? Can't be that many. So, like, 
when Cal makes these comments, it's like, well, who are you talking to? Yeah. I mean, how many 26 and 27 year olds are there out and there? And what's he worried about? Where he won't play us anyway. So I don't know. We'll it's see. Not like you're going to have to go up against DeAndre and let him dunk all over your head. That might not be true. Squeeze me. Are you hinting at something? Yeah, well, you know like that we don't. Maybe we play him in the NCAA tournament or something. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Well, Kenneth trying to drop a little nuggets here on a Monday night. Guess we'll we'll f- figure out whatever that means. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Put us in Nashville, call it a party. Ooh. Man, we've tried the whole Nashville thing I know, before. I, know, I, know. I was what just trying to think of a midway do? point. What would be one of them? Let's do like a St. Louis. Murray, Kentucky. No, what? Let's go St. Louis. <laughs> that feels even. Another St. Louis game for the Tigers? I like St. Louis. It's a good city. Memphis North. That's a fair statement. Um, TJ, you know what we haven't <laughs> done in a little while? I mean, it's going to be a little bit of a rehash. but oh, My stomach's rumbling. Our sausage. Like I'm hungry for some sausage. The last time we made it, it's a little spoiled. We need to refresh it. Yeah, I actually, it's been a while since we've looked at that. So I need uh, to. We have jumped, for those who were curious, with the Jordan Brown edition to 44th okay. roster cast, which okay. is good. I think we were sitting like 62, 63. Sure. Um, you add Quinterly, you jump to 37. 30. Okay. I expected higher. So even that I would take, but then you get clearance of DeAndre. Number nine. Oh, yeah. It's still number nine. Top okay. 10. Mm. And I will take that all day. Every day. I mean, I think I'd be good if it was just Jordan Brown and Quinterly. I probably would, too. I mean, 37 is... Let me see what FAU is. I mean, you're easily second in the American. They're probably top 25. Uh, FAU, as it stands, is 21. Yeah. I would take 37th with just Quinterly and Brown. Yeah. I'm trying to think of how to word this without people coming at me. But you specifically, you and Kenneth specifically. You have a way of making people want to come at you, TJ. That's so true. I'm so good at it. No, Part of TJ, you have become really good at creating shit storms on Twitter and in message boards. It's awesome. <laughs> Just because I have a difference in opinion? Like... Is it that bad? It's the world we live well, in, TJ. Let it be known. I want DeAndre to be here. I, I would love this team to have DeAndre. But I'm going to go pessimistically and say that it's not the worst thing in the world if he doesn't come. It's not the worst thing in the world. Totally agree. Because you have a ridiculous roster the way it's set up now. And by adding DeAndre... You're going to rustle some feathers, and I'm sure one of these dudes was told, like, hey, you're coming here to start. And if you add DeAndre and you add Quinterly, oh, it, it, somebody is not starting and someone's getting pissed off, and that could lead to somebody potentially leaving. We don't – that's going, like, A to Z. Like, I Real don't, quick. Like, I don't think that's true. Okay, but no, someone may not leave, but they're definitely going to be pissed off, and that's not what I want, and I don't think that's what Penny wants. 
I think he's trying to get this team to gel early on. Here's what I would say. Well, there's the reason, no early on anymore. No, it's that early on is over. <laughs> yeah. I think I think for me it's less about the roster makeup and who who's going to start, who's going to play. I think it's okay. Like I want DeAndre back, but I trust Nick Jordan enough to say if we got Nick Jordan in the starting lineup with Jordan Brown to start the season, that is 100% okay with me. Oh, I don't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially some of the stuff we've heard just about Jordan early on in summer workout stuff. Like, yeah, he I'm, hit, I'm getting excited about him. I got some news a few, a few days ago about his. He had a workout. The team was supposed to show up last week, and with all the storms that came through, a lot of flights I'm were canceled. so sick of the storms, man. Yeah. I mean, it's been everywhere. And so a lot of these kids got their flights canceled, so they had to cancel. They're supposed to be in on Monday, mm-hmm. and they didn't come. They came on Tuesday. So on Monday, Nick Jordan was in in uh getting a workout in by himself and did a three-point shooting drill and hit 75% of his three-pointers from NBA range? 75%. That's what you I get, was told. You get in an open gym, though, and you get in a rhythm. 75 I'm, I'm just telling you. Just telling you. That's what I heard. In a workout in a gym, you get in a rhythm, you just pulling it, letting it fly. Yeah, you hit three with the four. machine, the catch and shoot. The what's that's it what called? Kenny's not telling you. He only shot four. Yeah, I mean, he hit three of four. That's what I mean. It's yeah. like Will Coleman, right? One for one. Ooh, hundred percent. Mm. I, yeah, I get that the guy was probably crushing on on just catch and shoot. You know, no pressure. You're just kind of in a rhythm. But that's still. What's I mean? What did he shoot at Temple? I don't remember it. Well, and even a part of his game, but, but he was also, he battled an injury the entire year. I think he had shoulder injuries. I think he was, his shoulder was really messed up last year. Oh no. So you're saying he's good to go now? That's what, I mean, he's been the most consistent guy in the workout in terms of being there. He didn't have to get surgery or anything, did he? He shot 22% last year on one attempt a game. I mean... I'm just saying, skill set wise, what you need from him, I'm totally. I think he's going to do everything with Nick Jordan being the starting four. Yeah, I, I think I'm okay with him being the starting four. I, I think he's probably your safest bet to roll out there next to Jordan Brown, because if you're putting, I don't know who you would. I guess you'd have to manipulate some other people, but like it could be David Jones. He's kind of that. You could put Pierre at the four. Yeah, you could put Pierre there. Leonard maybe even could you play could small ball four. Jordan fits the, the best there because I, I think you may need Pierre in kind of a second unit for some scoring because I think if you kind of think of it as like a just like a line change, like a talkie, and your second unit comes in, like I don't really necessarily know who's scoring in that, that second unit per se. See that. Um, like maybe Carl, I think he's probably in that second unit. Ashton's probably in that second unit. You know what you get with Ashton. Um, he Young, has the ability to away. make. Yeah, I mean, like you, Jaden. Like, I mean, you know what you're getting with some of these guys. Someone, someone's got a red shirt. I think that's just inevitable. Um, no, I, I think that rolling Jordan out with the ones. And having Pierre come off the bench for shooting, I think, and obviously he could run with the ones, but I think that makes the most sense, honestly. Yeah. 
Um, as I sit here and look, Mikey Williams is still listed in the sausage maker, and I think we can bid farewell to Mikey in a tiger uniform, given the recent development of his uh, trial being pushed back, his hearing being pushed back even further was supposed to be, what, this Wednesday? And is yeah. now September 9th, I want to say. I the mean, fifth. The 5th. I mean, school will be will have started. Like, there's no way. I don't think he's making it to campus. No. No. I, I think if he was going to be here, he would probably could have been here by now. I don't, I don't know what. I mean, I think you'll see it now. Like, if he's going to come, I would assume that he's gonna come now and be here working out and then go back for his hearing if that's how it's gonna be like i don't know what would be keeping him from just coming and joining summer workouts and then going back in yeah. september for his hearing and going with it that way i just i think that's a memphis decision to be honest with you yeah i think fair. memphis has made that decision you're not going to come on campus until we figure this out yeah until we have yeah and i with it getting pushed to september I, who's to say we don't get to the middle of august and it gets pushed again like yeah I think it's time to say deuces. Kenny, are you saying like administration or like a penny decision? I mean, probably administrative. Because I would think of like an administrative. I think just like, yeah. the Yeah, like Laird could have came down and be like, hey, bro, (laughs) we can't let this guy come on. The admissions office is probably saying like, you got six outstanding felonies. We're not. Yeah. Well, you, we don't. And do we even know if he can leave California? Yeah, See that? Right? Yeah, yeah. I don't he, know. he I mean, played maybe. in that basketball tournament. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Did he have a an anklet on a house arrest? <laughs> no, I didn't see it. I'm just. I, I mean, it. I don't know. I would say I would say it's probably a mutual decision yeah. um, between yeah. Penny Hardaway and the administration. I, you just can't. Like, I just don't. And I've said this from the beginning. I just don't see how you have a guy representing your university with six outstanding felonies over his head. Like you just can't. And so, you know, but you're going to get the, the public response of we're standing by him. We're going to, you know, Mm -hmm. those kinds of things, but. Well, sure. Yeah. You don't want to just throw him under the bus with no uh, resolution or fair. Yeah. And you want to, say innocent until proven guilty but this one seems kind of pretty cut and dry in terms of 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 the general idea of what happened you can't just start shooting at people i think that you know as they're driving away especially yeah it's tough i don't here's a better question so we're talking about mikey's days as a tiger being numbered but what about mikey's basketball career like what? How does this work out for him going forward? Like I don't think he has. Like I said it. I mean, is I the was, NBA good? Ooh. I mean, I'm sure someone out there thinks he's NBA good. I think I, he's very, very talented. I just, I don't, I don't know. Kennedy Chandler's very, very talented. We're seeing him not really be an NBA good. I would say, right now, he's probably not. And I jokingly kind of said this, but I would not, it would not shock me if Mikey ended up at like an East LA second chance you situation. I'm not kidding. Like, 
I don't know if that's a thing, but I could see it. And Netflix, like, is there a, a second chance you basketball? Yeah, yeah. It's all, it's all I bad. never saw it. I don't it's know. better oh, than it's, it's better than the oh, football ones, and it's at East Stop. LA. Stop! I it really? swear, it's good. Yeah, you hadn't watched it? No, oh, it's really good. I watched two, the football ones. They got two seasons. They're great. Who do we know? Any players? There was one guy that played for Auburn, right? Uh, right. Uh, there's a guy, the lefty. No, there's that LSU kid. Yeah, that's um, right. He played at Washington and LSU. Gosh, what is his name? Washington and LSU. Yeah, he's a seven footer, um, lefty, big man. Yeah, I could see honestly Mikey going and doing more of a ignite, like G League. Yeah, that, I mean that's probably type, yeah definitely the more path. That's that's probably the more. Uh, I'm trying to think. The ignite has a. They have a point guard. I cannot think of his name. He is uh, one of the top kids in the class. Mm, I can be able to pull this up that fast, but they have point guards, so I don't think they'd take it. What is that guy's name, dude? Can I be honest with you? I think it's weird that Mikey hasn't and his team hasn't made that decision already. Like, it if it feels like. Things are I mean, float. maybe it's the Ignite not one. Though. Yeah, I mean, I say maybe they've tried they and Ignite one. By the way, that was Brian Penn Johnson that we we're thinking of, seven one kid. Yep, from LSU. No clue who that is. Uh, no, I, I've always thought he should have gone the Ignite route. Personally, just because it seems too. I mean, I think that too. Just kind of fit his personality. I watched, I watched a lot of JJ and Mikey condensed YouTube games, mm-hmm. and I, to me, they seem to be all about doing it for like the highlight reel. Yeah, which feels more in line with going that route. Yeah, I'm just looking up this point guard's name. It's driving me nuts, dude. Um. I just think it, he – I'm not sure what college opportunity he is going to have, assuming there's no jail time. I, I think this is going to be a settlement. It's going to be a, <clears throat> a situation where there's a settlement. There's going to be uh, probably no actual jail time type of situation, and he's going to have to bounce back, and I just don't know who's out there going to give him a second chance, you know? And I don't know if he can – I guess what's the Australian league that everyone does? NBL. NBL. Like, that's on the table, I guess, right? I mean – Oh, yeah. But then he's fleeing the country. Well, that's what I'm saying. After a settlement and all I'm that, it, it's fine. I'm sure he'd have to work all that out. But. Um. So talking about all this G League, well, Summer League. Yeah. Got some former Tigers in there pairing up, actually. Mm-hmm. Given me a little bit of a what if FOMO of Lester and Kendrick teaming up from the Warriors. And I got to say, mm. Lester is next level. Man. I mean, is he Jordan Poole 2.0? Yeah. I you mean, see that all over Twitter. I think you did you send yeah, that I earlier? Sent it to you. But for, I mean, he looks, look, he was great here, but he, I, he really is like taken offensively to a next, like another gear. Can I tell you what concerns me a little so bit? He's so much more aggressive. Lester is the perfect example of what playing against other grown men in the G League does to your game. 
He spent three years in college and does not one year in the G league. He looks like a completely Completely. different player. Sure. I mean, he's so much more aggressive and I want, I, I think about this and I laugh because of how bad I want him to succeed, but I want Lester to succeed so bad and be in the NBA all because of his beef with Grant Williams. (laughs) <laughs> I forgot about that. And Adam and ask, Schofield. And, yeah. Both of them. And asking them if the Go-Go's or whatever play that night. And I'm like, God, Lester, if nothing else, you got to get out of the G League and get on the roster just because of that. I feel like he's going to make that roster. I do, too. I mean, oh, he's, yeah. he looks damn good. Like, it's crazy to me. This man, I, I was watching the um, Memphis, I think it was the Memphis-Alabama game from a couple of years ago mm-hmm. um, when they beat them. They were 5-4, and four, mm-hmm. beat them in Memphis. And at that point in his career, his career high was 21 points for Memphis. In two games in the summer league, he hit 28 and 27. Yeah. I mean, it is it is literally next-level stuff. It is, it's kind of different when your job is to get – paid to play basketball you're like you don't have to go to class you don't have to go to study hall like you're just putting up shots literally all day yeah and so you can evolve your game so much and i think now that it's skinny lester like which is a different than like uh his freshman year lester he's kind of kind of chubby his freshman year he's slimmed down a little baby some. fat yeah he's slimmed down he's some he's learning it. how to use his body and his frame now he's always kind of a big kid like no matter what, even when he was thin, lesser, he was still kind of just a big frame. Yeah. But I think he's learning how to use his body now. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw it. Um, someone made the comparison between uh, Jordan Poole and Lester Quinones and Draymond. They were like, oh, Lester is going to be Jordan Poole 2.0, something like that. And Draymond was like, hopefully he's got a, a harder chin, which made me laugh. Turns out that I got fooled by that. It was a fake Draymond account. Was it really? Yes. Dang, I wanted that to be true Bro, so much. I was like, what in the hell when I saw that? I was like, oh, my God, I can't y'all believe both that. Got full, speaking of, uh, well, it's not a fake account, but have y'all seen Ballsack Sports? <laughs> What'd they say? <laughs> they tweeted out a, a fake uh, stat line <laughs> for Imani. That said, he he scored like twenty seven when eight of twelve from the field, six of seven from three, which is all totally not right. Oh, that's been posted all up in our Discord. Is yeah. that not true? No, Amani reposted it, thinking that was his stat line, <laughs> and Ball, Ball Sex Sports made it up, and he reposted it. Like, <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, "How the gosh. hell do you not like? How do, how you, do you not know that you went yeah, seven of eight from three? How do you think you played that well? <laughs> oh no, like he got totally duped by Ball Sex Sports. That oh, is my gosh. that is. The preeminent Imani Bates story, if I've ever heard. So it was great. He is currently twin trending on Twitter. Trending on Twitter. Imani, it's probably because of that. It happened today. And then speaking of Draymond, he doesn't tweet very much. But he he has responded to T. Lasley 20 before on Twitter. That is true. I do recall that. It was after he uh, elbowed Mike in the face. And I tweeted at him and said, you are a, and tweeted the eggplant emoji. <laughs> and he responded an eggplant question mark. And I was like, that's not what I meant. But yes, that is what you are. You know what I meant, man. You know what you meant. Uh, and then other, other summer league news, you got Wiseman and Duran teaming up. And Kenny out here saying that Duran's taking his stuff to the next level. That's step, a, step back threes in people's eye. He's a grown man. By the way. He's been a grown man since he 
Like, it is absurd. Came out of the womb. Yeah, it is absurd how large and in charge he is. I mean, you had guys talking about his physicality and size his first year in the league. Like, he's a... And he came out early, right? Yeah. I mean, he's a specimen. All right, so for, Cal's going to complain he like about seven, he was like twenty-seven year old when he got here, wasn't he? Yeah, then he turned eighteen in the middle of the basketball season. Yeah, and Cal's complaining about twenty-seven year old man. Think about the high school kids that had to compare against Jalen Duran. Are you joke about the safety issue? No kidding. I've got I've had the chance to cover James Wiseman, Musa Cisse, Malcolm Dandridge. Uh, who else? Who are the other big men that have been big men that have been here? Um, DeAndre. Yeah, all those guys, and Jalen Duran was the first guy that I ever was like physically intimidated by. Oh, you? I mean, he is—he was, still is, probably. I didn't see him a little bit, but like when you talk about somebody being like chiseled, yeah. Out of, I mean, he looked like a sculpture for real. Create a create a character, yeah. Unreal. It's just not. It's not fair. Yeah, I I think he's got a, a decent little future in the NBA. So, someone who may not have a decent future in the NBA is James Wiseman. Apparently, he's kind of on the struggle bus. Is he? Yeah. I, obviously, it didn't work out at Golden State. I don't think it was ever going to work out. We talked about this before we were recording. It just—it was never a great pairing. Um, gets moved to Detroit, and there's already like six big men on the roster. Detroit in the first place but trying to catch lightning in a bottle I get it right that's obviously a lottery pick that's just sitting out there for you to take you definitely take the swing on him I kind of wanted Memphis to go after him because I think the pairing between he and, and JJJ like that being JJJ's backup off the would have been nice but to each their own he's just uh and Kenny, it's to your point. Like, when's the last time he's played like serious basketball? You know, it, 2018, 19. Yeah, like he played a couple of games here, then was just banged up at Golden State, and just never really had an opportunity. I think he played like 15 games that one year. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be tough to go through a drought like that. It's he hadn't played a real season, and that's I mean, high school your senior year is not a real season of yeah, basketball I mean, compared to the NBA lifestyle, but. Or college, honestly. Right. I mean, it's. I'm sure it's tough. I think the story is still out on on James Wiseman. I think there are a few things that he has that are just elite level skills. One of them is his his speed in the open court. Like that guy could run. Like he's so good at that. Mm-hmm. But it's just finding out how his game translates. Right. Like. Sure. That's 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 where he is, and the fact that it's 2023 and he's still having to play in the summer league is just not, not great. <laughs> like, yeah. but you know, he just needs to play ball, and he yeah. needs to be in a situation where he can just play and learn himself. And I think Detroit and Monty Williams are perfect, a perfect place for him to do that. Yeah, I'm worried that it's going to take that next contract for him to kind of figure it out because right now the expectations are you were a top five pick and that's how you should produce. Well, he's not obviously going to be extended on that because that's, that's an overpay for who he is as a player so far. And I think that next contract is really going to be kind of like a, not maybe not a humbling experience, 
but an eye opening. It's a make or break. Yeah, it's going to be eye opening in the sense that it's make or break. Like you, you greatly need this. Like, and I'm sure the Lakers could take him on, and he's a cheap contract for them kind of situation. Like that's probably how it's going to work out. Now that I say it that way, but um, it's not looking great for him right now, and that's very surprising considering what we saw from him in you know three games of what could have been. Well, and you look at their you look at Detroit's lineup. They just signed Isaiah Stewart to a four-year sixty mil, and they, they got sixteen bigs, and they got Jalen Duran, and it's like they got that kid from Duke, um, Marvin Bagley, still playing. I mean, yeah. like they got a they got a stacked big man roster, but it's like you know, so unless James can really find his foothold fast, it looks like it might be you know it's going to be a tough scenario for him. No, definitely. And that's what I was saying. That that next roster is going to be a big thing for him just due to the fact – or that next contract, excuse me, because he's not going to have those same expectations. It's going to be, hey, we're we're grabbing a, a kind of a raw product here and just giving him a shot. And I think he gets to focus on just being his best self as opposed to trying to live up to the hype of being – what was the second overall, third overall? I'm going to go and blank on that. Whatever he was. He was second, right? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Second overall pick. Like, you know, as of right now, that's what he's being compared to. It's like, we need you to be the second overall pick, not we just need you to be a serviceable 10-year vet in the NBA. Yeah. So, Well, here's to hoping that uh, James figures it out and has a good, long career. Y'all had a chance to see Kendrick play much? I have not. How's he doing? Yeah, man, he's a baller. Like, uh, you know, he's just a ball player. <laughs> like, yeah. he's that guy that when he gets on the floor, good things happen. And it, it's been interesting to kind of see him without it. Without, you could tell last year his ankles just bothered him the entire year. Sure. And those issues seem to have cleared up. And so there's a level of of like kind of bounce and pop to his to his game right now that is uh, different than what we saw at Memphis. Yeah. But man there's just certain things you can't control. And one of them is your genetics. And I just, I don't know, man, I could see him getting a two way, but I could also see him not, you know, but he's, he's when he gets it, when he's in there, good things happen. He's a hooper. He's a golden state, right? Yeah. He and Lester are playing together. That's right. Cause I remember seeing that and I was kind of worried that that's where that's, I was worried about him going there. Because they've also taken AirPods, uh, Brandon Padrinsky or whatever the guy's name, Santa Clara. He's kind of like a combo guard. And I feel like in that situation, that's someone who Golden State drafted that could potentially take the ball out of Kendrick's hand. Someone that's going to get a little bit yeah. more focused than Kendrick would be, as opposed to Kendrick going to a place without another, like, you know, with without competition at point guard, essentially. Um to Kenny's point, he may be able to pull away a, a two-way deal, right? I mean, we, we've we seen um, – who's the kid from White Station that went to Florida? Chioza. Yeah, yeah. Chioza. Chioza has made an NBA career now for, I mean, a, a handful of years. And, like, what separates them? I mean, they're relatively the same size height-wise. Chioza may be a little heavier, maybe. I mean, that guy's been on NBA rosters for a while. You're telling me Kendrick can't be Chioza? I mean, yeah, it, it was weird. I, you know, he, I know he mentioned that he had the choice between Memphis and and Golden State to play summer league with. 
It was weird to me that he went to Golden State because they also brought in Yuri Collins mm-hmm. for their summer league. They had the Pods kid. They have, you know, obviously Lester's going to be kind of a ball-dominant guard when he's sure. out there. It just seemed a little bit strange that he chose to go to Golden State because I think if he were to come to if he were to come to come to Memphis, I think it would have been a much different type of situation for him where he would have gotten a lot of opportunity to shine. But um, again, man, the kid's just a baller. Like there's certain people that when they get out there, it's like just good things happen when they get out there. But man, it's just he looks like a like just infinite like just exponentially smaller than everybody and it's just he looks like an infant kenny was gonna say sheesh ken i didn't say that i said infinitely mm. i yes. heard infant i heard infant kendrick i did not say infant i promise you all right let's take a uh, a break we get back we'll do a little conference realignment and uh there's a little memphis baseball news touch on okay stick around we'll be right back Bluff City NIL is an official partner with Coaching for Literacy, a nonprofit organization using the power of sports to impact childhood literacy. You can read more about them at coachingforliteracy.org or at Coaching for Literacy on social media platforms. Your donations to Bluff City NIL are 100% tax deductible because of our partnership together. So we thank you for supporting Memphis Tiger student athletes and helping promote the monumental cause that is childhood literacy. There's been a little bit of uh, interesting ongoings in conference realignment. Mm. The entire San Diego State fiasco, uh, they did pull a never mind, we want back. <laughs> and the Mountain West is not uh, not really playing along. For now, at least, they're withholding uh, their conference share of revenue this year, which is, I think, almost $7 million. Sure as a part of what they're saying is going to be paid towards San Diego State's exit fee. Um, has San Diego State really screwed themselves over? No. CBS Sports also came out with a report that, according to sources, the Big 12 is not targeting San Diego State. And with what's going on with the Pac-12, it doesn't seem like they are either, and San Diego State may be homeless moving forward. So let's put a contingency on the Pac-12 saying no. Because the Pac-12 is in a position where they could be losing two teams, Arizona and Colorado, to the Big 12. Or are they just going to stay two teams down? Because they're already two teams down from USC and UCLA leaving. They could. So they may not be 
out in the front saying, hey, we will take SDSU. We'll take San Diego. But the moment they lose Arizona and Colorado, I bet their tune changes. So kind of is what it is there. It's a weird and, quite frankly, scary spot for San Diego State to be. I wouldn't want to be in it. I I feel like they they feel comfortable that the Pac-12 is going to eventually just reach out and take them. I would have said maybe a couple of weeks ago they felt comfortable, but now now that they've tried to run back to the Mountain West, I don't know that they do feel comfortable. No, I'd say that... There's some doubt in their minds for sure. I think... So it's definitely an interesting situation because you, you don't have a home, technically, is the way it looks currently. And no one wants you in their home. Mm, I don't know about that. I just don't think that the Pac-12 was looking to expand unless they lose. Right? I mean, if they if they lose Colorado Yeah, and if they Arizona, can't get a TV deal figured out, I mean, we're just sitting here waiting. Yeah, they need to get that that dude, Klyovkov or whatever, George Klyovkov. Am I saying that right? Uh, Klyovkov. He's been atrocious. I think that everyone in the pack is just like, this dude's the worst. I think they regret hiring that guy. So, any, I mean, it'll be interesting to see because right now the Mountain West says that San Diego State will be no longer a conference member as of next July 1. Um, so, if, if, if they don't get an invitation from the Pac-12 to join next July, they're going to be, I would assume, independent. Independent, yeah. Until something happens. So, here's something interesting to just to kind of think about because – Brett Yormark has come out and said that he wants the Big 12 to add two more teams. So he was the 14. He was on with, uh, I think it was BYU, BYU. TV. They yeah. did an interview with him. And he said some things that actually got old pessimistic TJ. Maybe not so pessimistic. I did perk up a little bit. You created a whole uh, checkbox list and everything. If, I think he sent it to Kenny. If Kenny could put it up on the screen, I don't know if we got the technology yet, but... What he said some things that you you felt like at least Memphis checked the box on. Yeah, several I, of them. I wish I had it pulled up. Still, that would be professional of me. Uh, basically, just saying like he wants teams that want to be in the Pac-12. Right? There was a couple in of the Big Twelve. Uh, excuse me, the Big Twelve. They want to be there. They see their vision. They know and want to be a part of the conference moving forward. Which to me, intentional is how intentional we about their membership of the Big Twelve. To me is almost kind of a shot at those Pac-12 schools that are maybe sitting there like... On the fence. Right. They're waiting to see what the Pac-12 is going to do, if they're going to get a better number out of their TV deal, as opposed to waiting and it's not as good as they want. So like, sure. all right, we'll go over to the Big 12. It, to me, that's what it feels like. That's 100%. And if there's a team that's out there being intentional about it, I think it's Memphis to the Big 12 fits that for sure. Well, I think that there's been something said by the... Uh, admins at Arizona. Obviously, Colorado has been in the Big 12 before, so there's some relationship there. But uh, I think that's who he was technically hinting at. But when he talks about teams being intentional, we've heard the rumor 50,000 times that Yormark and his then his uh, constituents were in Memphis talking with not somebody. Memphis, in Memphis. In. Yeah, just in Memphis, not on campus, not with the University of Memphis officials, um, 
and they were basically just voicing their opinion. And I think if anything, that's, that's showing intent. And we've been through this since three times now, since 2016, at least. So I don't know how much more intentional Memphis can get. Right. I mean, if, if that's one of your big thing, academics, kind of whatever there, that's probably not going to pan out that great for Memphis considering every school pretty much running for the big 12 to be added. If you look at all the packs, so you look at Arizona, Arizona state, Colorado, Utah, uh, Wazoo, Oregon state, even UConn, SDSU, uh, SMU, Boise state, and USF. You look at all those teams, all those schools, how everyone look at it. They're all R one status schools. So Memphis being added to this R one status doesn't really help. Yeah. And I mean, here. I, I know people always throw academics in there and I don't, know that it's really that big of a player i'm, I'm only going on it because your mark mentioned it sure verbatim yeah uh, he also mentioned cultural fit uh, geography athletic performance from football and men's basketball and then brand upside so i don't really know he also mentioned leadership i just don't know how you measure leadership necessarily so i just kind of like just cut that one out of there because i don't really know how you measure that right and this is of course subjective in terms of cultural fit like what what culture do you have to have to fit into the Big Twelve? I mean, I feel like barbecue and blues fits right in. <laughs> We're checking that box, right? Who doesn't want to come party on Beale? Um, geography. I think we are kind of the doorway to the east. You know, we can. Wow, you're coming along to that. You've been a big coast to coast guy, and I'm using his words when I mention coast okay. to coast. Those are his words. I'm just saying, you've you haven't when we've. Use the doorway to the east side. You haven't been all about that. You've well, I, I just I, I think that if geography matters, then adding Memphis, yeah, would be beneficial. I mean, you have Cincinnati, you have uh, UCF, West Virginia. West Virginia, if yeah. they're even going to be a college anymore, I think that they're just going to no longer exist just in implode. athletics. Too soon. I um, say that word. It if UConn happens, it's not going to happen more than likely, but. I mean, that's that's your doorway to the East. I mean, it just yeah. makes sense. You can quad those teams up, and it makes sense. I will say geography-wise, one thing that he mentioned that is not a box that we're checking, he did say he would like to be in all four time zones in that interview, and you're already in the central time zone. Sure, and that's that's the coast-to-coast the -coast aspect right. of it all. Right, but it does make me feel better with that report coming out that San Diego State is not one of the candidates that they're pursuing. So – when he says that, it it's point back to your your Pac twelve. That's got to be, yeah. And Arizona. I don't know how you get in all four time zones necessarily because Oregon and Washington don't seem to be jumping anytime that soon. Just does, that would be wild. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense unless he's counting Arizona's. I mean, UCF Mountain playing, Daylight time. playing at Oregon or something. No, that's Oof. absurd. Um, athletic performance from football and men's basketball, football. Kind of in a, a middle zone there. Because I, I look at these things at like a 10-year span. Right. right. You can't look at it as what have you done year. for me last year. Yeah. The last two years. Yeah. You look at it in the last 10 years, Memphis has looked incredible. They look great from a G5 perspective. You, you've been to a New Year's Bowl. I mean. You've played I, for several titles, won two titles, a share of one in 13. You won it in 19. Yeah, everything you're saying is exactly what they've said about Cincinnati and Houston. Games. That's why they've taken them to. Yeah. So maybe not Houston that much, but definitely Cincinnati and UCF, I should say. Sure. 
So you check that box. Men's basketball, obviously you check that box. We're a national brand basketball. So you, you, you definitely check that box. Uh, and then brand upside. I don't, I don't necessarily know how you measure brand upside either, but I feel like that's a national brand. I just set it with basketball. It, it's a, it's a, the Memphis logo is very recognizable. Oh, I get you wear Memphis anywhere in the country and at least one person will say something to you. I, I find that to be true. I was wearing a Memphis jacket at the Vikings game. So we're in Minneapolis at a Vikings game. I had like a Memphis pullover because it was kind of chilly out. And the guy was like, is that Memphis or Memphis State? And I was like, yes. Yes. That was it my is. answer. I was like, yes. It was Memphis, like University of Memphis. But I was just like, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's fine. But someone in Brando in Minneapolis right. recognized we it. We got brand recognition, baby. So, I, you know, I, I don't know how you necessarily measure that. But Memphis definitely checks the boxes of things that he is mentioning. I just think when it's all said and done, you're going to prioritize – Arizona and Colorado because they just do more for you. We've talked about the pro rata 50,000 times. They just do more for you. Like they just, they do. And I, I, you know, I just don't don't think it's going to bode well for Memphis. Sure. So right now, I mean, we just, you got, we need that PAC 12 TV deal. Figure it out. I don't. Do we? I think, yes. I mean, I think that's what, what the hold up, like if, if Arizona or Colorado are making a decision, I feel like they're waiting on that. So what 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 does it benefit them to leave the Pac-12 if they get a comparable number to what the Big 12 is offering? Something new. I mean, do you want something? I mean, if if it's just the two of you, or you is like you've mentioned before, Arizona, Arizona State, are they really going to leave Arizona State and all those? I mean, they've built seems like they're going to a lot of yeah. those teams. Like, well. Well, that we've seen rivalries if, break if up. If that's the case, then why aren't they just going ahead and leaving now? If sure. it doesn't matter sure. numbers-wise. Sure. And I, I think that Arizona and Colorado have probably voiced that to an extent. That, like, you know, obviously not going to come out and say, like, hey, no matter what their number is, we're coming over. But they've definitely probably voiced the opinion of we're extremely interested in being in the Big 12. We think that um, you know Arizona and Texas aren't very far apart. So... Uh, us being able to, I mean, what is it? Uh, where's Texas Tech? Lubbock? Mm-hmm. That's not that far from Phoenix. I don't know if you want to Google map it. It's not that far. So it's not like you're. I don't know how far it is. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you're saying we're going to make a, a hell of a road trip over to Lubbock, Texas. So, And I think that Arizona AD or someone came out and said something specifically about Lubbock. I'd have to find that that quote, but. If you have... How far do you think it is from Phoenix to Lubbock? I mean, are we talking miles? Like 600 miles? Like what Hours. Do you, oh, hours? To uh, drive. I'm going to say it's probably like 11. Trey's looking it up right uh, now. I did type it in, but it hadn't come up yet. 11 hours and four minutes, baby. It, yeah. I mean, Mine like, says 9.52. How many <laughs> miles is that? Kenny's taking the long way. Oh, you said Phoenix. I looked up Tucson. 738 miles. Yeah, I said 600 miles. I mean, yeah, it's not... It's not like it's absurdly like on the opposite side of the country, right? I mean, it's not like you're. Would you, you drive talk, it or would you fly it? Fly, fly. They what's have, your, they talked about this in on the bluff yesterday. What's your what's your sorry to completely hijack? What's your gut? What's your time limit in terms of flying and driving? I think it depends on destination. Anything over six, I think I'm flying. You go to the beach all the time and drive. You 
can't really fly into those places, though. You Oh, you can fly into Destin or Panama City. I'm, you're going to fly so into here, Tallahassee? This is a great question because I've my wife and I are debating this route. We have a wedding. My, one of my best friends is getting married in Kansas City, and we're debating flying or driving. Mm. It's kids, a, kids going or no? No. I fly. need to know the cost. It's a seven-plus-hour drive, which is, I mean, basically driving. It's to the beach. To the beach. Yeah. But it's like, I'm not going to the beach. What's the... Here's I mean, the problem. There's not great flights, so you're going to have to connect. Mm. What about what about your transportation on the ground when you get there? I don't know. We hadn't talked about that. I would, fly, I would drive. Seven hours, drive. Mm. Then you we, don't have to buy a rental car. Here's the other problem. The wedding is the Saturday after Memphis Place Navy on Thursday night, so... And I've got to be there Friday in time for a rehearsal mm, dinner. That's tough. So a part of me really wants to fly. I just wake up, get on a plane, four and a half hours, I'm there. Were you part of the fly or drive crew to the Cotton Bowl? I flew. Yeah, you flew. We drove. So that is my distance right there. If it's eight longer, hours. If it's longer than that, no chance. It was yeah. like six. It wasn't eight, was it? To Dallas, eight hours. It did, I think you can make it like six hours. I think we so. got to make six. My wife is... A, Drives like 100. I'm learning. I'm learning that I'm a very slow driver. Apparently, oh, okay. Well, then that's driver. yeah, yeah. I think it's about six six hours. It's my my cut. That feels like a good cutoff. I think we'll probably fly. We'll see. Anyway, we need that Pac-12 deal done. We got a Domino's that we need to fall. I can't sit here and wait around for it anymore. Trey and I are going to differ here. I don't think you want. I, as a Memphis fan, I don't think you want those Domino's to fall. I you don't want any domino. They're gonna be left out cold. We've already said any movement is better than no movement. No, I take it all back. I don't think you want anything because Memphis fans are gonna get real upset if SMU goes to the Pac-12 and we're still sitting here in the American. That would suck. You see what I'm saying? I don't think you want that. Who are you gonna add now? We've talked about it. Oh, App, App State, somebody in there? Uh, the Bobcats at Texas Southern? You don't need another Texas school. We got UTSA. I know. App State's the answer, by the way. You add App State. They should have been added the last time. I mean, I mean, or Coastal. More Coastal. I'll take that. And their coach is gone. So? James Madison. Like, I feel like I could add mm-hmm. a couple of different people better than who we have now. Anyway, I think that's going to be very upsetting. If we're stuck in the American and okay, SMU and all of our okay. friends are gone. I do think, yeah, if we if it, there's we're, movement, SMU leaves, and we're still here, I will. Tigers Untapped may no longer be a, <laughs> be recording. I mean, freaking at hanging least, out with UAB all day <laughs> in least, Southern Miss. At least for a couple of weeks. Let's uh, not forget the powerhouse of Rice, a Tex- another Texas school. Gross. They've got so, grades. So gross. Academics, they come into play. They used to be good at baseball. I don't think they are anymore. Speaking of baseball. Hell of a segue, Trey. Tiggs, Dalton Fowler, pitcher, was drafted, what, the ninth round? I think he was 273 overall. Okay. To uh, Tampa Tampa Bay Rays. So shout out to old Dalton getting uh, selected. 273 overall. Yeah. We're starting to see the commitments go the other way around now. After, I guess we've never really talked about, have we talked about him, Riser getting hired? Yeah, we talked about it a couple Very weeks briefly. ago. It's just been so long since we last filmed. But now they brought in uh, Austin Hannigan, went to Lewisburg down in Olive Branch. He's committed to the Tigers. 
Um, Getting some of that local talent. Speaking of local talent, they also brought back Riley Davis, who was a catcher at Louisiana Monroe. He is a Collarvillian. What's the Denny? Kenny, what do you guys call yourselves? As a local Collarvillian, it's Collarvillian. It's Collarvillian, right? I mean, sure. So you're a villain. Caller villain? That just sounds so weird. Caller villain? Call your villain. It's got to be caller villain. Collier. I don't know. Anyway, he's from Collierville. And uh, he went to L.A. Monroe, played catcher, and now he's back home. So it's local talent back. That's what we need. It's a hotbed of baseball talent. It really is. Got to get those local kids playing for the Tigs. All right, speaking of Collierville and Villians, the segues with this guy. You have this. Buttery smooth. It's like he took a week off of doing content and now became like Segway King. What is going on? I don't know. Sometimes, you know, a little time away, you come back a little bit better. Just it works like sharper. It works like that in golf, too. 1%. Sometimes. 1% better. Uh, this was great. Shout out to Hook Point. This one is probably their most popular. Um, a couple sips, I'm not going to lie, kind of tasted like apple apple juice to me, like it beer does. and apple juice. Yeah. I'm curious if there's some apple involved. I don't see it on the can. I was trying to read it, uh, but I got some hints of apples, apple, uh, just apple juice, I guess is what that would be. Um, decent can. I mean, nothing too too sexy about the can, right. straight and to the point. I don't um, know how I feel about the angel wings. So, background he was in like feels like a tramp stamp tap the air force or the navy i cannot remember <laughs> like the owner guy was in the oh, really he was in the military <laughs> now i feel terrible yeah you should i just can't believe you glossed over that that was <laughs> uh he was in the military and that, the wings i'm sure play some type of roll into it but that's why oh it's the so here's the story of the flat hat legend has it that in the early days of aviation a particular daring pilot struck a pedestrian on the head with the wheel of his low flying plane mm. crushing the new top hat the man was wearing and inspiring the term flat hat well can you imagine flying so low that the wheel of your plane crushed a man's hat could you imagine and the- nobody got injured the surprise that would be in my pants after my hat was flattened like that, dude. Yo, yo, whoa! You just minding your business Speaking and some dude crushes your head your... like that? Just um, this was good. I like the beer. I think it's really good. We're gonna, have, had we're gonna have to get some more hook points on the show. I don't know what all they can, like physically can. We can go do live shows, whatever. Bring a can. He bring all this get a, equipment. Get a, get a, the fridge out of here get a can a mini keg right there oh that'd be on something could and wow let's get that hooked up uh pretty good uh, the can is simple um it's fine feels very middle of the road yeah i'd say like a six six one out of ten like it's very simple yeah. it's i mean i was just gonna not say much to it i'm gonna go on brand six flat wow feels like a flat six here wow the beer is good though it was good i mean it's not the crushability is there um, no it's excuses, not, it's no not regrets, my, no audience needed. It's not my favorite that we've had on the show. No, no, no. But no, it no. is definitely 7-7. Seven, seven. I was going to say 7-6, but you can definitely have like 10 of these and feel okay. It's oh, just yeah. it's just so smooth, and it tastes, again, like apple juice. And at 97 calories for a pint, 
mean, you're yeah. keeping your waistline happy. That is that is probably the skinniest beer that we have ever done. Where did you see? Oh, I see 97 calories there, yeah. So, low-calorie beer. So, shout-out to uh, the folks over at Hook Point. Hook Go Point, get you man. guys a, a flat hat with a tramp stamp. Yeah, hit up that ready room if you're in East Memphis. All right, if you guys haven't already, subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe to BluffCityMedia.co. Mm-hmm. Use TJ and Trey as your promo code. Get 10% off. Join the Discord. All kinds of nuggets dropping in there anytime we got news. Uh, check out the other shows we got on the Bluff, the Sane Show, all our Grizzly Bear Blue stuff. Um, and tune in next week. Go with the cold beer. Stay for that takes. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode of Tigers Untapped, leave a rating and a review wherever you download your podcasts. Like and subscribe at Bluff City Media's YouTube page. Head over to www.bluffcitymedia.co for comprehensive coverage of Memphis sports.